You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? I am doing great, Chris. How are you, man? Oh, you know, just uh, I spend my days just trying to trying to figure shit out and make things work. It's uh, it's a fascinating existence. And then the dog pees on the carpet. Ooh, dogs peeing on carpets. You're, you've made it. You've really yes. made it. Yeah, I think that's a telltale sign. Well, look, we we have so much going on in the world of football right now. Week three in the National Football League. Weird to say that, considering. Feels like we wait for the season forever, and then we blink, and it's you know almost the uh, what the twenty uh, percent mark of the season. It's it's bananas. We're there. We are there. I don't understand it. How does time go this quickly? Um, we're just we just never can be present. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. I don't. I think there might be something to be said about the never being present part, <laughs> but. Uh, so I have BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to look at all this week's lines and some maybe some interesting props, stuff like that. But before we dig into that, Mario, what were your takeaways from week two in the National Football League? Week two, um, during the day, it actually felt more unpredictable than when I look back and, and, and check the, the win losses and my predictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was actually par for the course, just really... Some disappointing things, I'd say, overall. But everyone seems to be who they appear to be, which is very early in the season kind of strange. Yeah, I guess the, my biggest question, the biggest like uh, the biggest question mark team for me through two is the New Orleans Saints. They destroy the Packers week one. Jameis looks incredible. Then they get their butts handed to them by the Panthers week two, and Jameis looks like Jameis. Right. This is, I didn't expect Jameis to look like that at any point this season for an entire game, but that's kind of the struggle I expected in week one. And maybe they were just so prepared. I mean, the, the game plan was probably so well done, well oiled. And then you got film on you now and, you know, other, other factors and you get that week two performance and it's just a dud, an absolute dud. Uh, so I would say if you're on the Jameis train, you can slow down the engine a bit, but you don't have to jump off. A lot of, uh, of the a lot of the internet, the most rational of all of beings, uh, the internet believes that maybe that week one in Green Bay was Aaron Rodgers just saying, yeah, hey, uh, look how important I am. I, I can agree. I can agree. Now, the way they looked on Monday night against the Lions was, I mean, if you watch the Peyton, the Peyton cast, the Peyton and Eli cast, you you understand what happened, and they just ran the ball against the defense that was going to make them run the ball. Mm-hmm. But Aaron looked noticeably more interested, noticeably yeah. more accurate. So I'm going, uh, he's too far in his career for me to say that he just didn't have any control over how poorly he played in week one. Put it that way. Well, hey, is there uh, is there any coincidence that after that Jeopardy job got filled, Aaron Rodgers suddenly got a lot more interested in the Packers? We are not allowed to believe in coincidences, Chris. We are not allowed. 
congratulations, Ken Jennings. It should have been you from the start. Yes. Uh, why Maya and Bialik is splitting the time with you, I'm not sure. But hey. Maybe are Bialik. old, possibly, at NBC. <laughs> yeah. Was it Blossom? Was, was it Blossom? It was Blossom. Okay. Good times. The, the old, I, that was like, was that TGIF? No. No, no, no. TGIF was what, ABC? Was that ABC? I can't. Well, it, that sounds right, because it was, you know, step-by-step step and Family Matters and Full House and uh, another show that I can't remember. You can't quite recall. What was the TGIF lineup? I'm going to... Step-by-step, Family Matters. Oh, was it that uh, that dinosaur show? Um, I think it might have been. Was it called Dinosaurs? Oh, it was the guy, it was uh, the guy from Die Hard, the... the the cop he was mm -hmm, the father mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, whose name what am i looking for earl tgif lineup i mean i'm sure that there was a bunch of different lineups but uh right. yeah okay so here we go we have uh 10 classic sitcoms that aired on abc's friday night block 10 family matters boom there speaking mm -hmm. of reginald bell johnson uh step by step full house Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Dinosaurs, that's what I was thinking of. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, didn't yeah, I do not remember yeah, that don't being know, a me neither. Yeah, I don't remember that being a TGIF show. Sister Sister, you never know how much I missed you. <laughs> uh Perfect Strangers and a show called Just the Ten of Us that I don't remember even a little bit. Cuz I was very young. Yeah, and just not um not one of those shows that is going to last in your mind. No, it did not. 1988 to 1990. So it yeah. did, did not stick around very long. But all right. Well, now, look, we've come to the we've come to the heart of that. We, we know the 10 shows. I'm sorry. Like, I know that this says it. I don't believe Hanging with Mr. Cooper was on Friday and was on TGIF. I just it doesn't seem right to me. I Mark Curry and I follow each other on Twitter. Well, I'll reach out to him and. Uh, and and I'll see if I can get the word straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> cool. Also, that was, that was, Mate, way to pull that out your way to pull, pull that out your pocket. Yeah, right. Mark, Mark Curry connection. Just just uh, no uh, humble bragging there. Not that was a legitimate all. brag. <laughs> Mister yeah, Mister Cooper follows me on Twitter. Um, anyway, week three in the NFL. Uh, let's let's get right to this Thursday night. 8.15 p.m. here on the East Coast. Weird to say that. The Carolina Panthers head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans, and Bavada has the Texans as eight-point home underdogs. Yeah. Sorry to Terod. He's injured. I believe he's injured, and I don't know how. Yeah, he, I haven't checked the other He got hurt last too. week. Yeah, so, I mean, the way the Panthers look, Shout out to Darnold. Shout out to that defense. Give me the Panthers here. Yeah, I don't know what this Texans team is a little confusing. They they looked like they were going to give the Browns a game. A Browns team that looked like they were still thinking about the loss to the Chiefs mm -hmm. the week before. Mm -hmm. uh, just a completely different, completely different vibe from from the Browns this past week. But they the Texans were going to give them a game until Terod got hurt. Davis Mills comes in, and even despite some look, some weird choices, I'm not a Joe Woods fan. I don't think Joe Woods is 
a high quality defensive coordinator, at least from what we've seen so far. I will never understand a guy. One, I don't understand anybody who plays the soft, the soft coverage and lets you have five yard catches, six yard catches. I don't get it. You have a superstar. It's, it's personnel guys. Can't. Yeah, and Denzel Ward's there. Right, right. It's got to be. It's got to be the rest of the guys. It's got to be the rest of that that lineup because, yeah, it's it, there's no other reason not to play tight, not to play in your face. You can even press bail at times just to, to mm-hmm. eliminate the the easy cushion. So there's something there where guys are are easily beaten deep and not counting, you know, war. So I don't know. I'm gonna give some bail to the to the DC and just say maybe it's personnel issues. Maybe it's personnel issues, but if that's the case, why are you not blitzing the heck out of a rookie quarterback? And not just a rookie quarterback, you know, a mid round pick rookie quarterback forced in mid game because of injury. Now that I can't, I can't speak to. That's just kind of, I mean, let's just say that the, I think everybody was sleepwalking against the Texans, a little hungover, like you said, felt felt important, felt overly important, maybe very down. And then you got stuff like um, Baker taking stupid interception, tried to make a tackle, get hurt. You you just mm-hmm. not in the game. Doesn't feel like the team and, and likely the coaches were just in, weren't in the game. And Jarvis got hurt early. And Jarvis let's got hurt. let's talk about coverage a little bit for a second. Mario Hines, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Tell me what is the situation? You're lined up, you got a corner across from you. What is the situation where you're like, oh shit? What is the situation where you're you're licking your lips? I mean, so there's a general rule that I have, and I mean at the at the highest level, it wasn't so um so exciting because you just never knew the variable and it, the short stint I, I was there the variable was so high but I press me and I am excited I was a speed guy uh, I believed in my releases and it was a different time there's not all this crazy releases now and there wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of education on it so I thought I was pretty advanced as far as re- re- releases goes and that's because I was a smaller guy and also any type of cover three or uh pre-snap read where I could understand what was going on um on the second and third level. So if you've got, you know, quarters or three and, and you, they don't even have to show it, but I can understand it or they're starting to move into it. I am excited. Um, cause there's free release run after run after the catch ability. Um, but when you're pressed, I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity. So my career, I was just could not wait for anybody to step too close to the line. Well, I think that's interesting. Can you walk us through what are you pre-snap? What are you looking at? What are you keying to identify? I want to see one. I want to see where who our offense describes or is is the strong side indicator. So it may not actually be the the defense's strong safety, but based on our offensive game plan, who the strong side indicator is, that's going to let me know um, if I'm going to either get yo-yoed, which is um, guy over the top um, inside of me and in the, the, the corner either on me, man, or um, playing outside in a three. So I'm looking to see where he lines up and, and, and where he moves as we're getting cadence. Uh, I didn't mind be, trying to beat double teams, but you and your quarterback have to see the same thing. So my first mm-hmm. thing is like, am I going to get double teamed? And secondly, uh, we're a strong side because I played the Z, so I was off the ball. Uh, split end uh, off the ball with the tight end side so we were you know run dominant to our strength and if defenses were were king our strong side 
the narrows slide down and I could probably find pockets um, with posts and like I said, hitches and a lot of um, run after the catch yak possibility. So if, if we're getting strong side identifying us and trying to stop our run, I'm excited. Well, that's interesting too, because as you alluded to, you were a little bit of a smaller wide receiver. How much how much uh, excitement did you have for run blocking? I was a willing run blocker, uh-huh. even, on the crack, even on the crack. Even on the crackback, I was not. But I mean, come All on, right, come on. I'm, I'm I'm from the Chad Ochocinco school of blocking, which is I'm gonna try, but that's not what you brought me here to do. Yeah, um, is it more of a get in the way, or are you looking to actually spring? I'm looking to get in the way. I'm I'm cool with some driving, a little bit of driving, feet, foot drive. I just want to make sure I'm shielding and that I'm not actually preventing, you know, the run play from being successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I always like when we get to look inside and get a feel for uh, for Mario Hines, the professional athlete, not just Mario Hines, the professional analyst. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to it. Let's talk. Let's talk about a guy who's right about your size. Kyler Murray and those Arizona Cardinals <laughs> head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus seven and a half at home. Ooh, plus seven. That's some respect right there to the Jags. And, you know, that's that's uh, maybe Bavada taking Urban Meyer's plea to not give up on them. Uh, but this is easy for me. Give me the cards here. Uh, looking good, being consistent. Kyler Murray is is finding a flow that could can be dangerous. Uh, I think one thing that we want to notice and take take note of is that these are bad habits being developed. I'm sorry. Um, extending the play is great, but I'm just afraid that um, we're not seeing plays drawn up that way, mm-hmm. and oh, we're sure. not getting into a flow, and that's going to um, be really really apparent. Come week six, week seven, when you have to be running your offense well. So as much as they're going to get this win and still be able to do it with uh, the way they're playing now offensively, which is putting points on the board and scaring folks, they're going to have to get settled in on what they want to do um, game game plan wise and scheme wise. You mentioned the seven and a half represents uh, respect for the Jaguars. Do you think this line should be higher? I do. I think this is going to be a pretty uh, consistent win for the cards from from first quarter to fourth quarter. Like they they will never be in doubt. All right. Um, I don't know. I want to say Matt Ryan, but he's kind of irrelevant at this point. Uh, Calvin Ridley just uh, see Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, and the Atlanta Falcons uh, head to new york to take on okay here we go again i don't know daniel jones had an okay game last week daniel jones and those uh new york football giants and uh, i think i said head to the giants anyway bavada has the giants plus three yeah give me the giants here actually the falcons surprised the bucks and were probably pumped amped all the things the bucks laid down a bit whereas the giants actually i think were playing to gain some sort of respect and they didn't look bad. And Daniel Jones, like you said, played decent enough to where I'm like, this is the progression, or at least this is the baseline. And that baseline can beat this Falcons team. So I think all things considered, give me the Giants here with two teams that are going to be fighting for top five picks. Yeah. All right. The uh, Baltimore Ravens head to Detroit, Michigan to take on the 
Jared Goff, franchise quarterback in those Detroit Lions. Bavada has the Lions plus seven and a half. Okay, I'll take that too. I'm so glad that Baltimore got the win this last week against the Chiefs because they would have been foaming at the mouth at 0-2 headed to Detroit. So there's an opportunity to continue to learn as a Lions fan, continue to learn as a Lions staff uh, as you are clearly overmatched. And uh, it's about staying in the game and running what you can run well and persevering and making sure you're not getting you know, blown out. It's just that, that, that thing that happened in Green Bay, it's just hard. I mean, you're just not a good enough team. And the Ravens, way to, way to live up to the hype. Uh, I wasn't overly uh, impressed with the overall approach of Lamar, but I was just uh, impressed by his star power, his leadership, and um, his game is coming around. It's just the holes are the holes. So maybe we just accept it. Um, but, you know, it's really shout out to that run game of the Ravens. And they found a nice little trio there with that young young guy Williams doing his thing. So uh, give me the Ravens here to to win definitively by uh, midway through the third. Let's talk about your Lions. What did you take away from Monday night? Um, that Talent-wise, they don't have it. Uh, I do see increase in quality and coaching. I do see... Um, how do I want to call it? I, I see that there's there's wisdom in how they want to run scheme. This week, it was mm-hmm. the defense I was taking notice of, and they're running plays and schemes that put the personnel at their best opportunity to succeed. Now, that defense is leaves a lot to be desired. So you know, they, they just can't compete with a team like, like Green Bay. But offensively, you know, Golf is not bad, just not very good. He can mm. be good, but won't be very good. But he's also not bad. I mean, there's the fumbles and stuff like that, the fumble snap, which killed the momentum. Those type of things, I guess you just expect with a guy like that. But, you know, right now it's par for the course for me. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers. Oh, wow, we have a home favorite here, minus three. Yeah, I'm going to give the Steelers this game, even though I think the Bengals are up there. I, I think they're 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 <laughs> they're rising in this North faster than I I expected. Uh, but give mm-hmm. me the experience in the home field uh, for the Steelers here, and again, just their running game with with um, uh, Najee. Uh, gee, I can't remember. Harris. Just just just. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hoping he doesn't Alabama running back burnout, but as of now. Just impressive, and this is what the Steelers want to do. So give me give me the Steelers here, home field advantage. And by Alabama running back burnout, you're, of course, talking about the uh, 41 touches that Derrick Henry had this past week, including 35 carries for a buck 85 and three scores. I mean, <laughs> the anomaly continues. He's just a freak, man. Yeah, he is just a freak. The Indianapolis Colts with uh, Jacob Eason at the helm head to Tennessee <laughs> to take on Derrick Henry and those Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans minus five and a half. Yeah, this Colts team was it was it was inevitable, but they also weren't getting the job done, even with Wentz at the helm. Uh the Titans found a way. I think Seattle lended them an opportunity to find a way for sure. Mm. Um and we'll get to that when we talk about the Seahawks. But give me the Titans here as they found their bread and butter. They stuck with it and uh, got them the win. 
So give me the Titans here because the Colts can't can't keep up. Yeah, I think this is exactly what the Titans hoped they were going to get from from their big three. Tannehill had 347 passing, Derrick Henry a buck 85 rushing, and uh, Julio at 128 receiving. So that is uh, that's checking all the boxes offensively. Yeah, that is that is that is that team, and obviously you know we can start to see where this true value is. I mean Tannehill, kudos for managing, but you know as as um, Henry goes, the Titans go, and that's clear as day. Wentz gets hurt, and have you ever seen a human being sprain both of his ankles on the same play? No, it was great. I've seen it, and I feel like I've seen it in, in hilarious home videos. Never that way. So, you know, first time for everything. This this guy has some of the weirdest injuries that I've ever seen in my life. He gets that knee injury against the Rams while diving. That is typically an injury, you know, you, your foot's planted, somebody runs into you, or the dreaded non-contact. But he was in the air and managed to suffer that injury a couple of years ago. He, he sprains both of his ankles, you know, and I'm not making fun of him. Uh, you know, if uh, if Aaron Donald landed on me, I imagine I would not be getting up either. But, it, man, I don't know if it's bad luck or bad preparation. Maybe a combination of all things when it comes to this guy. It's weird, too, because I thought Jesus would protect him. You'd think so. You'd think so. Mm-hmm. But also um, works in mysterious ways. So <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the, the absolute best way to end that. Yes. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Kansas City to take on those Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the Chiefs. Oh boy, uh, minus six and a half. Yeah, I get it. I really do get it right now. The Chiefs look a little bit human, but they're not. So that's not even. <laughs> that's not even. But the Chargers needed last week. They needed that win. They had to close. They didn't. Now here they go. Two losses in three weeks, and that's just what it's going to have to be. Playing catch up. But um, both of these teams are quality teams in the AFC. So. Let's just leave it at that, but give me the Chiefs here to bounce back. Jameis Winston and those New Orleans Saints head to New England to take on Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus three at home. Yeah, give me the Pats here. I was impressed with their ability to continue to be who they want to be, man, um, and get a win out of it. Mac Jones, start slow. That's his thing, start slow, but yeah, also... Mains, maintains his poise and delivers delivers exactly what I would assume Belichick wants him to deliver. So, all that said, they've probably got something for Jameis. He won't look as bad as last week, but he still won't find all ultimate success and definitely won't find the success from week one. So, give me the pass here. Very game managery kind of uh, game from Mac Jones last week. 22 of 30, buck 86, no touchdowns, no picks. But that that is largely because of what happened on the other side of the ball. Zach Wilson is intercepted on his first two pass attempts, I believe four times in his first 10 pass attempts. Uh, three or four, I forget if it was all four were in the first 10, but... That game was over before you even looked up. The, the Patriots just... It, it, they had the. This is what happens when Bill Belichick goes up against a rookie quarterback. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it's it's hilarious. I felt a little bad, especially once I saw the uh, in-game presser. But I mean, it's it's par for the course. You got to get ready for it. And I hope and I actually do believe that uh, Wilson is built for this. I really do think he has something that where this won't knock him. I don't know if he will ever get knocked or something that is so bad comes along this season, but I don't think mm. this is it. I agree. Playing for the Jets might be it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think this is it. And I mean, we can see with the turn in Darnold, you know. And it was a, it was apparent to anybody who watched that team play that Sam Darnold could play the quarterback position. Yeah. But when you don't have time, you don't have weapons, you don't have success. There it is. Come on, GMs. The Washington football team heads to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills minus seven and a half. Yeah, I was impressed with the Bills bounce back um, and getting back to what they do well, play action, extending plays, getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers, making sure guys are covered. Then again, they were playing the Dolphins. (laughs) So we (laughs) we have to bring that back to earth. But when you do what you do well and you end up with a 35 uh, to nothing win in the NFL, I still give credit to that. So mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards the Bills here, uh, getting back into their flow. And um, it's almost like too bad for you, Washington, even though defensively, you know, they kind of stepped up. But I just think they underestimated New York last week and uh, won't do that with uh, with the Bills. But uh, tough sledding because it'll still be a loss. Yeah, man, I don't know what we can take away from this game, but are we officially worried about Tua? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I didn't want to <laughs> tweet it out because, like, you know, but yeah, this is this it? <laughs> is this it? Yeah, gets gets hurt after, what, four attempts. Jacoby Brissett comes in. He'll be the starter this week. He looks equally terrible. Um, man, it's just... Uh, you got to think that the odds are very, very high that the Miami Dolphins' next quarterback might be a guy who is uh, currently facing some charges in Houston. I mean, until... No, I, it's hard to comment on it, man. But until he's 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 officially found guilty, it's time to think about something. Well, it's going to be interesting because, you know, the Texans are going to be without Taylor. So will they activate Deshaun Watson this this weekend? That, or are you going to, or do they sign a quarterback? Literally sign a quarterback instead of activate Watson. Because, you know, the NFL has just been, I would imagine, thrilled with how this played out because they haven't had to do anything. Right, the Tex- right. The Texans have been content to pay Watson and just not play him. Exactly. And if, I think if, the minute they activate them, the NFL feels the pressure. And then something for like sure. That for sure. He has to go immediately on that commissioner's exempt list. Yep. Yep. So I don't know how much trade value he actually has, what workarounds there could be made. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if, if other teams get down bad so much. I don't think the Texans are pulling the trigger on activating him to keep him. But if other teams get down bad so hard that, uh, the pushes is, is just makes it relevant. Let me throw a crazy team out there. Could the Saints make a play for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Not a chance. 
not a chance. I just don't even see that organization right now. I don't think they make some, a move like that. I don't know. I think Jameis has a couple more of these games where he looks like Tampa Bay Jameis. I don't know. Oh, there's got to be other folks. There's got to be other folks. And I, I mean, until Cam's they're, they're not the option. That's true. That's true. Sean Watson, for all of his, uh, let's call them foibles, is <laughs> and apologies to everything that's gone on, if true. For seriously, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not making light of anything. Yeah, but he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the world. Yes, I, there aren't a lot of those guys. You know, it's Cam Newton. I don't know. Is he the best available free agent quarterback right now? Yes, but he's not vaccinated, and that's another thing no one's dealing with, man. No one's going to deal with that. No one's dealing with that shit. Well, and yeah, and it's also, it gets to the point where it's going to be, too, you know, if he's not vaccinated, then it's going to be too late to even sign him because he's going to have to go through the little, the little quarantine process. Mm-hmm. So, which is still a thing, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, it's still a thing. So, I mean, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. If So, basically, if Cam doesn't get signed on a Monday, he's probably not going to be, uh, not, yeah, not going to be signed that week. Yeah. All right, well, we can keep an eye out for that. The uh, New York football Jets head to Denver to take on Teddy Bridgewater and those Denver Broncos. They looked uh, different this past week. Bavada has the Broncos' biggest line of the week, minus 10 and a half. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do I want to stick with that? That's a That's an impressive... <laughs> big number that's a big number do i want to stick with that yes (laughs) i don't know i don't know what to think about this jets team outside of the fact that i mean it's easy to say they stink it's easy to Mm. say they suck and so i'm gonna do the smart thing and do the easy thing they stink so the jet the broncos don't the broncos are playing great football teddy bridgewater again doing what he does best defensively getting after the quarterback so perfect give me the broncos here win by 17 Win by 17. Uh, big bounce back week for Cortland Sutton last week. That had to absolutely. be a load off for absolutely. Broncos fans, right? Yeah, absolutely. You needed it. Needed it. Big time. Um, I, I just, I don't know what to make of that Broncos team. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe in them just yet. No, give them time. They're young. They're, they're gelling, but they give me a, the feel of, of, of the, um, the Eagles without, you know, that just young, <laughs> exciting, offense um i did I mean, not see an exciting offense i know but week. that's that's where the youth part comes in that's where the the i can't buy in week in and week out but flip a coin almost uh and i, and I feel like the broncos was a bit more seasoned a little less excitement a bit more seasoned um and then obviously they have the cushion of that d-line so i, I guess that's not entirely fair because if Jalen Rager isn't pushed and takes a step out of bounds he scores a 50-yard touchdown that counts if Quez Watkins isn't run down on a play where he ran, he was the fastest ball carrier in football the past in that weekend. That's another touchdown. Either one of those happens, they probably win. You know, potentially win. If both happen, they win the game. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. It's just uh, football really does ultimately come down to a couple of plays. It does. It does. It always does. God, I can't believe he got caught on a ninety-one yard completion. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. 
almost said Timberwolves have Timberwolves on the brain. They fired their GM Gerson Rosas out of nowhere yeah. today. Um, Bavada has the Vikings plus two at home. Yeah, so both of these teams right now are the same team, and it's bothering me because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think the Seahawks would be in this position so early. I thought they would be really motivated. They weren't ready to close the game, and you could see you could see it happening in real time. While the Titans were were increasing their energy, the Seahawks I wouldn't say decreased, but just kind of went on cruise and took it for granted. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say they'll learn from it. Then this Pete Carroll syndrome won't continue to happen. I can't really believe in what the Vikings are over there doing right now. Uh, it's 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 too unpredictable, especially offensively. Give me the give me give me the um, <laughs> give me the Seahawks here and crossing my fingers that they don't make me look stupid because they can be that team this year. Are you surprised at the lack of production, especially any sort of big play production from DK Metcalf this season? Um, I'm actually was expecting the level off. Now, again, we're only two weeks in. So, yeah, you know, if it continues on this trend, no, I don't expect it to be that low. But I expected a level off. And that comes with the ebb and flow of of some of these games. They have to just figure out what they want to do and understanding that uh, Tyler Lockett is a key part of that success and, and, and exploiting that early on is important. So it'll come back around for DK. But right now, you know, highlighting who that number one guy is and that being Lockett uh, is important. Yeah, this is a uh, a water's going to find its level type situation yeah. for both Lockett and Metcalf, I think. Yeah. Through those, you know, like you said, incredibly small sample size so far. Lockett... Two games, 12 catches, 278 yards, 23 yards a catch. DK, 10 catches, a buck 13, 11 yards a catch. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the thing about it, though, is that Lockett was kind of getting his while DK was getting his. But now that Lockett mm-hmm. is getting more of his, DK isn't. DK has to figure that out. As a, as a guy, if you want to be a guy and you want to be in that top five, top eight you know, group, You've got to figure it out. And, of course, he has to get targets, but he's got to figure it out. And he will. In ways. In ways. Touchdown Tommy and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to uh, Los Angeles to take on Matt Stafford. Knows Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams plus one and a half. This is that prove it game for the Rams. Prove it. Prove you're up there. Prove it's worth the salt that we're all going crazy over. The hoopla. And, um... I was a little disappointed in their defense last week against the Colts. Mm, so for sure. I'm going to actually say that Tom Brady was licking his chops slash is licking his chops as he's reviewing the film right now, um, especially because Gronk doesn't. So you have to double study and uh, give me the, the bucks here to, to win convincingly and for the media to question the Rams. Uh, actually, Alexa threw a crazy stat at me this week out of nowhere she uh, she threw out that Tom Brady is 14 touchdowns away from throwing more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. That's insane, considering. Right. That the entire sentence is insane. I can't. You. I, it's one of those things. It's like one billion dollars. It's like you know right. it's nuts, but you actually don't know how nuts <laughs> it actually is. That's how that sentence goes. Right. It, uh, Billion dollars, you got a thousand million dollars. Like that's how much. That right, is. right, right. It's an it's an ridiculous amount of money. 
it just you, that's a great analogy too because people are like oh yeah you know it's a million then a billion like those two things are kind of close yeah they're not at all yeah if, here's a, a fun little a homework assignment for anybody who's listening or just who's interested in this google how long a million seconds is and then google how long a billion seconds is there you go <laughs> and i think i think you will be surprised by the uh, the results mm -hmm. exactly. all right sunday night football we can't get we can't get these guys off national games aaron Rodgers and those green bay packers head to san francisco to take on jimmy g and those san francisco 49ers bavada has the 49ers minus three and a half at home yeah, interesting team this 49ers team is, man. At first, at first I really thought that the Eagles had them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really thought that. Dominated the first half and somehow lost it. I just don't understand it. That is, I, I don't know where I sit on where that puts the Niners in that scenario. I don't want to put my eyes too hard on the Eagles and look at their deficiencies. Maybe I'm, I'm, I should be raising my hands in praise to the 49ers. So this is a show-me game from both sides. I think they're pretty equal, Packers-Niners, uh, in a way that we didn't expect. You know, beginning of the season, these are a couple of the NFC Championship favorites. I don't think they're mm -hmm. playing at that level. So right now we get to see who's above who and who's on the trajectory of playing at that level. Right now I'm going to keep um, putting my, my all behind Aaron Rodgers and seeing what he does this year as his last year as a Packer. I think that's probably the way to go will be an interesting and very telling game for sure though yeah. monday night the philadelphia eagles head to dallas to take on dak prescott and those dallas cowboys bavada has the cowboys minus four at home yeah this is the one where you guys couldn't do the eagles could not come into this game questioning what they do and what they do well because even if the cowboys would have lost against the chargers we're figuring out what they do well, and they're going to keep doing it. They're actually pretty steady. So right now, I think they're riding high along with that, and that doesn't bode well for your young team. So give me the Cowboys here and an NFC East division win. That probably hurts more than it should. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Hey, as of right now, the Eagles have the number five, number nine, and number 13 picks in the draft, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's probably going to change because Carson Wentz is not going to hit that 75% mark and uh, the Colts aren't going to make the playoffs to get it down to 70. Exactly. So. Yeah, such is life. Screw you, Carson. <laughs> Love Jesus. All right. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm so dejected by that game. I'm so dejected. I, I, I thought they deserved to win. I thought the Eagles deserved to win that game. Me too. And uh, it was also a tough game for me to, you know, because it was Eagles and Browns playing at the same time. So... I, I'm, that's not a fight I'm, I'm trying to get into. Mm -hmm. So the, we had both TVs going, the Browns game had volume, the Eagles game did not. And, uh, it's just, it's tough to follow a game when, get a real feel for the game when there's no volume. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's probably why they didn't maintain the momentum because you didn't have the volume on because that's how sports works. What do you, what do you got to blame me for? I'm just so that you can day. take some ownership got, and maybe no. feel more in control and it'll hurt less. No, it, do it doesn't make me feel it makes me feel more responsible now i'm gonna have to go i don't know eat a taco to deal with my feelings oh, so i helped so i helped those tacos that can go either way all right that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the underdog nfl show 
For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next week.